Live from Orlando, Florida, you're now listening to the Ozone Podcast, the voice of Orlando Magic fans. Join us every week for a unique fan perspective on all of the latest Magic news and updates. The show starts now. What's up, Magic fans, and welcome back to another episode of the Ozone Podcast brought to you by DraftKings and part of the Basketball Podcast Network. We're your host, Al, myself, Anthony. Today is September 30th, Thursday. We are dropping this podcast just a little bit earlier than we normally because someone is deciding to go on vacation. Um, but really exciting, man. We're jumping into day three of our tra- of, of Orlando Magic training camp, um, and we're just four days away from our first NBA preseason game at Boston. What's up, Al? What's going on, man? But based on what you're saying and based on what your virtual background is and what you're wearing, where are you going for vacation? <laughs> I, I'm I'm not I'm not going on vacation. You're the one that's going on vacation. But it is the end of summer, so I figured we'll end it with a with a bang. I got my 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 pool bucket hat, my Orlando Magic bucket hat. I got a background of a pool that is way too expensive for me to jump in. So <laughs> so uh, yeah, man, summer's over, bro. Can you like? Are, are you ready? Are you ready for this NBA season? Man, it hit me a few days ago. I'm like, man, it's back to to magic basketball. I, I warned the wife. It's back to working full time, but then also spending a lot of time creating content and doing the podcast. Um, so she knows what it means by now. I've been doing this now for what is this five years now of, of following the team with this passion. Um, so it's it's exciting, man. It's it's I, I'm ready. I can't wait for it. You know, training camp is happening. Preseason's about to start. Um, but yeah, man, we go live pretty much Monday. It's it's goal time. Yeah, we are jumping into uh, our third season of having this podcast. So definitely grateful for everyone that even cares to hear what we have to say in, in our opinions about the Orlando. I still I still ask myself, like, why why do people listen to us? I appreciate the people that do, but I still I still question like why? Who who wants to listen to out? No, <laughs> Man, I I guess I guess they enjoy what we do at the end of the day, right? So so again, like you mentioned, we're thankful for that and we don't take it for granted, man. We we want to improve every single day, get better and better, um, get better quality content to you guys and again we we do this for you guys so i'm glad that there is a following out there uh we truly appreciate it yeah and and very similar to you i I had a kind of pre-warm my wife also um you know she really loves the off season like she really (laughs) likes it and normally the off seasons where there's like way more like noise going around like yeah there's no games but in the world of nba like there's still there's nba news all the time um but when the season starts, it's kind of like, all right, this like I, I warn my wife in advance. Hey, there's a magic game today, so that means like the minute that the magic game starts, like I am, I am busy, like I am <laughs> occupied, like like the team needs me. They need me. They need my full undivided attention. There's moments where I really do feel like my my support and my coaching uh, from the sofa and the couch. You do it live because you're a season ticket holder, but my advice really does count in matters. So it, it makes a difference. It really, really does. <laughs> no, but it's funny you say that because I have days like for free agency, the star free agency, the draft, like those days, the trade deadline. I literally mark it down for my wife. Listen, this day, this day, and this day, I want to be busy like for the next X amount of hours. And she gets it now. Again, I've been doing this for a while. And, and, and again, following the NBA the way that I do, um, but she gets it. But I can't say it's uh, her favorite day of the year. That's for sure, dude. You know it's 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 a it's a real issue when like you're you're scheduling dates off of work for like NBA trade deadline and and media day and 
just to make sure that you're available so that you're able to partake in in all the festivities. It's insane, man. Uh, but again, I wouldn't change it for the world. I love doing it, and you know, we appreciate our wives that so they they tolerate what we do. But um, again, I, I don't know about you, man, but I I love it to death. I wouldn't change a thing. Yeah, yeah, and it's funny because you know you're you're kind of sucking up a little bit getting ready to go on vacation. It's okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let See, you. See, I scheduled it right in time, right before preseason starts. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but I mean, listen, this this week is a very exciting week. We got Monday, that was media day. And then we're, again, we're rolling through the uh, training camp. In training camp, there's been a lot of noise coming out of training camp and a lot of things to be excited about. Um, so in today's episode, we are going to talk about training camp. Um, we're going to talk about some quotes that, you know, really stood out to us during media day. Um, and, then, and then talk a little, a little other things, but really want to focus on media day before we jump into everything. Um, media day, if you watch it live on Facebook, you're really able to hear from every single player, um, on the Orlando magic roster. Um, you were able to hear from Jeff Wellman. You were able to hear, um, things from, from the rookies. You were able to hear things from the vets and kind of their perspective on, on this season. Um, and, and so right now we're just going to run through some of the, the quotes that stood out to us. Um, and, and kind of talk through that. So the very first one comes from Jeff Woman. He kind of opened up the media day. Um, and one of the things that he said that stood out to me was he said, to me, success is reintegrating our injured players, developing our young players the right way so that we can make our own evaluation on what's going on to make us win going forward. You don't learn how to win unless you're preparing to win and expecting to win. So what, what what do you take from that? Hey, it sounds like out of out of every person that we've heard, Jeff Wellman has always been the type to be very political with his answers. He's very he knows how to read his talking points and he sticks to those talking points. Um, and he says a whole lot of nothing, but still says a lot of something. That's what he does best. Uh, I will say from this, my takeaway was. The fact that it is a transition year in my eyes, like you know, like like we talked about last week briefly, like next off season, us having the cap room that we have, having a whole year now to evaluate the young talent, the injured players back to the team, it's really going to be important to really use this year as, hey, yeah, we want to win, we want to play hard, we want to de develop our young guys, reintegrate Ji and Markel. But my takeaway was that middle line where he says, so then we can make our own decisions or evaluations on what's going to make us win going forward. Like, that's the one piece that I, I underlined. Like, oh. That was, that was a bold statement. It is. Because it, if you're a young guy, it's telling you, like, hey, you're here in Orlando right now. If you're not going to cut it or if, we, if you're not fitting into what we're doing, we're going to make some changes. And that, that goes to the vets, too. Terrence Ross, I know he likes it in Orlando. Gary Harris, let's see what happens with him. But that was my biggest takeaway. Like, that that line there meant a lot to me. Like, there's there's meaning behind what he said which is, yes, we want to develop players. Yes, we want to reintegrate our guys. But we also got to evaluate you guys and make sure that you guys fit into what we're doing, not only now, but long-term as well. For me, we went a whole entire season where we didn't have Markel Fultz. We didn't have Jonathan Isaac. And there's such an important piece to what we're trying to accomplish, what we're trying to do. And we really need those players to be healthy. Like, they are going to be leading the ship. Um, and it, it would be very, very difficult um, for this team to be successful without them. So just hearing uh, the president of basketball operations for the Orlando Magic, Jeff Woman, saying, you know, reintegrating our injured players, it's like this is this is it. Like we were we we've talked about this moment all last season. Wait till Markel gets back. 
wait till Jonathan Isaac get back. And we're getting to the point that that time is coming up really, really soon. It's I mean, happening. They're, they're, it's not going to be, you know, season opener, and we'll talk a little bit more about that in a, in a little bit, but it's it's happening this season. Like We're going to be able to see Jonathan Isaac on the court with RJ Hampton, Coy Anthony, Chumo Kiki. Like we're we're gonna be able to see the young guys together. Um, so I, I look at this season as as I still view Jonathan Isaac and Markel Folds and adding them to the roster as as a bonus, just because mentally I've programmed my mind and not even expecting anything. I've expected a whole lot, and I've I've got my heart broken. <laughs> A whole lot. So I'm not sending any expectations. If they don't play for the next week, two weeks, five weeks, mentally, I am prepared for that. I'd rather be surprised. Um, so I think that, you know, Jeff Wolman making those comments, it's a it's a good sign. It's a good sign. And we we saw clips of how good they look and they they look ready. So they do. They do. And again, it's going to be a, an important year. But like you said, we have to have realistic expectations. Again, of course, we want to make the playoffs. Of course, we want to do all these things. But also understand it is a year where it's all about fitting in, building that culture. We sh- we shook it up, man. We've been saying for years, let's shake it up. Let's trade Gordon. Let's trade Vooch. It finally happened. It, we're kind of in the ba- baby stages again. We're going to reestablishing a culture, who we are, how we're going to play. There's a lot of moving parts. And don't forget, too, I think that line also meant our coaching staff is going to be evaluated. Well, how are they playing? What's their approach to the games? So there's going to be a lot of interesting things. Like f- for preseason's opener on Monday, I've never been so excited. Like I want to see the rotations. I want to see the, the pace that we're playing on offense. What's the defense looking like? Like there's so many different things that are new to us that it, it's so exciting to head into this new season, not knowing yet what to expect. Yeah. So and in, in jumping into the next quotation, um, we we spoke already a lot about Markel Fultz, but hearing seeing him in a Magic uniform, first and foremost, got me hyped. Like he he looked ready. There was no cast of nothing. Like this dude looked ready to go. Right, uh, put me in the game, coach. That's the that's the that's the vibes that I got. Um, and he said this: We're going to shock a lot of people this year. It's going to be fun. Now. What what else is Mark Helfos really gonna say? He's not gonna go out there and say, Well, we're we're really young, so you know, don't expect too much. Like he's not gonna say any of that. All right. Everyone's excited for the season to start, everyone's excited with the new group. Um, so I'm expecting um this type of positive communication out of uh Mark Helfos. But I do agree with what he's saying. I do believe that they're gonna end up shocking a lot of people. Um what is still uncertain is what is the definition of shocking a lot of people? Is it we're going to be fun to watch and we're going to shock a lot of people? Is it that we're going to make noise and and win more games than people are expecting of shocking a lot of people? Are we going to be able to develop the young guys where Markel Foles is going to take it up another level? Uh, another level? Is that going to shock a lot of people? Uh, what, what are your thoughts on those comments? Yeah, like you mentioned, he's saying what he's supposed to say, right? But I think coming from him, it means a little more, right? Because he's there himself. He 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 missed last season, the majority of it. He saw how good they had built something last year, and now that's kind of starting anew. But he's he's seen what they got. He's seen the young players, the talent, the versatility. Again, he knows more than we do. Now, I think what, what he meant by that is the number of wins might shock some people. Again, we're seeing ESPN projecting us to be at 22 wins. That's kind of what the majority of media has us rated at or projected at, 22 to 23 wins. One of the worst teams in the NBA, like we talked about last week. 
we don't agree with that. I think we'll be more competitive than that. We'll surprise some people. We'll get some easy wins when teams like the Lakers may sit out a whole bunch of people because they play the Magic. That may be a win that we steal. Um, so it's exciting. I think himself is really excited about where he's going to be when he comes back. Think about this, man. He's going to be a leader on the scene, along with J.I. Like, a guy's going to have the ball in his hands a lot. Markel has never had that chance in the NBA. With Philly, that wasn't the case. With Vooch and, and the old Magic squad, he was a fitting piece. He was a, a piece, a complementary piece in that roster. Now he's going to be a guy that's going to be held accountable to to score 15-plus a night every single night. So I think that alone for him is super exciting, knowing that, hey, I'm going to be given the, the control to, to showcase what I can do. Yeah, and, and how many times have we said it previously? Give Markel the keys. Give him the keys. Let him let him drive us to wherever it is that we need we need to go for this team to be successful. And I think that, you know, during this press conference, we heard a lot about, well, what do you what do you think about there being such a big death um uh, around the guard play? Well, like you guys have a whole ton of guards. Like and and really like there there's one thing of of saying uh what you think but saying it with conviction like you hear their tone you hear the way that they're saying nobody is worried about there being too many guards mm-hmm. that none of that came across as damn you're right man we do have too many guards but i'm gonna get mine like it, none of that was was what we were hearing all that we were hearing is it's okay like positionless basketball we can play together other teams play this this style of play in today's NBA. Like nobody is worried about there being too many guards. Markel Fultz doesn't seem worried. Jalen Suggs definitely doesn't seem worried. Cole Anthony, RJ Hampton. Like when we talk about all the different guards, Cole Anthony, I'll be honest with you, is the one that I'm most worried about. I, I really like Cole Anthony's game. I really do. And a lot of people have concerns. And when we compare Cole Anthony with RJ, with Markel, with Jalen, it feels like Cole Anthony might be the odd man out, but I don't, I don't see it that way. I really, really don't. Like, I, I think that there's going to be enough food for all these dudes to eat. Um, and we're going to see it early on if Markel, if, if we're really going to be patient with Markel coming back in. Um, but I just think that in order for certain things to work, in order for these amount of guards to really work out, they got to have the positive mindset. They got to be able to want to play together. And I think that from what it looks like right now, and it's still early, but I think that we have the group that would be able to do that and do that successfully. Yeah. I mean, don't forget, mostly comes from Dallas, a team that was historically known to play three guards at, at the same time. J.J. Barea was on the court, Devin Harris, uh, Devin Harris back in the, in the days. Um, so they've historically are willing to play three guards. So the Magic might run some 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 rotations where you may have Markel, Suggs, and Gary Harris, let's say. But then counter that with RJ Hampton, Cole Anthony, and Terrence Ross coming off the bench. Like, we don't know. Again, we don't know what that may look like yet. So again, it's so exciting that we're finally going to have some answers next week of what things may look like. Um, but like you said, I, I, I like the fact that no one in this team has been selfish or ha- has approached things in a way like they're concerned about their minutes. They're all about, hey, we'll do whatever it takes to, to make it work. And that's important on a, on a, on a young team um, and, and for a first-time head coach to establish that mindset on the young guys. Yeah, so um, transitioning to Jalen Suggs. Jalen Suggs said, I do not want it, talking about a starting position. If it is handed to me, I want to earn it. And I think for me, this speaks volumes, right? We talk about how 
you know, this dude comes from a football background. We we talk about him, his competitive nature. We talk about all these different things. Um, I really hope, and a lot of people may not agree with me, but I really hope that Jalen Suggs does not end up being our starting point guard right away. This is why. I hope that they force him to make that decision. Not, not in training camp, not in practice, like on the court, coming off the bench, you go in and it's just a clear distinction that this should be our starter. I want him to go out there and earn it. I don't want it to be easy. I want for the young guys to actually work really, really hard to force the hand of saying, okay, this is my starting point guard. We need to put you into the starting lineup. Very similar to how kind of how it was or what we wanted with Mo Bamba. Like Mo Bamba was coming off the bench, but how long did we see Mobamba be our third string center? And how many times did we want Mobamba to go in there and earn that second string? Earn that over Nicola, Nicola, like earn it over Vooch. It, it obviously never happened, but you want them to, to have that, that pride, that, that the, the soul of wanting to compete and to go out there and earn it. So um, I, I like hearing that from, from our rookie. I want him to say, don't give it to me because you know, I was, a, I was a top five draft pick. Like, give it to me because, you know, you saw me play and I, I earned that. So give it to me. I mean, especially in this team, right? We just talked about the number of guards that are young, that the surf minutes or that one minutes. Of course, that should be the right mindset. Especially, it sends the right message in the locker room. Like, hey, teammates, I'm not just going to get here the starting role because, like you said, I was the fifth pick. I should earn it because I'm the best player or I'm, I'm earning it based on my efforts in practice and in the games that we're playing. So I agree with you. I think I would love to see Jalen Suggs maybe not be a starter in preseason. And like you said, show us, you know, score 15 points off the bench in, in 12 minutes in one game. Be like, hey, damn, like this kid put on a show in, in limited minutes. Next game, maybe score 14 with eight assists and, and show the production, that you how you can contribute to the team right away so that when opening night comes, I mean, you have to be the starter because you are the best option right now whether that is at the one or at the two. Um, but I agree with you. The mindset is the right one. And I mean, I don't think Jalen Suggs has said one thing incorrectly since he was drafted. Like, this kid is so poised, so professional. It's it's refreshing, honestly. Like I said, because Cole Anthony was different last year. Cole was amazing. But Cole was just blunt and honest. And he was... Yeah. I, mean, I loved it. I love I loved what he represents. But this kid is like a pro. Like, he talks like a like a 10-year pro in the NBA. And he's a rookie. It, it's he, incredible. But he also has the moments where you're kind of reminded, like... You know, this is this is a twenty year old kid, like legit a twenty year old kid. And so, in one of the one of the interviews that he had today with the with the media um, that the Orlando Magic had posted on their social media, um, they were asking him a question. And he was responding. He was like, "Man, I'm not. I'm not even gonna lie to y'all, man. I'm I'm happy. Like you can tell that he's like really embracing the moment. He's excited. He's ready to go. Um, and, and the words that we keep hearing from the team is like they 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 really and and I believe it was R.J. Hampton that said it that they really want to like bring life into the city of Orlando. Like they are making that a mission. Uh, these young guys are being told that, you know, they, they just had this whole entire last season and maybe not so much RJ Hampton because he got traded halfway, but they're being told like, you know, this, this arena, when other teams come and play, like the fan bases, the stadiums are filled with other people's fan bases. So when we're playing against the Lakers, when we're playing against the Knicks, when we're playing against, uh, the Miami Heat going to say Warriors like you their their fan bases are are filled in our arena, but they're taking it as they're they're energized by that. Mm-hmm. 
because they they want to be able to fight they want to be able to perform they want to be able to kind of change the trajectory of of where this team has been and i think that that mentality is is refreshing regardless of how you feel the orlando magic are going to do um i i think that you know if you have the mindset of i don't care if you guys think that we're only going to win 15 games we're going to go out there and we're going to prove y'all wrong and i think that that's the you can't ask for anything more than that that's right that's all you that's all you want to hear from the young guys so we heard a lot from from the vets also and it, it sounds like the same message were were we were they were asking for our vets uh, the Gary Harris's the Rolos the the Terrence Ross and and it's like what what do you expect your role to be on a on a team that we know that it's going to be young and and the responsibility of the coaching staff is it, the coaching staff is to really develop them Terrence Ross to coach Mosey said you know I'll do whatever you guys need me to do I'll do that if you need me to facilitate, I'll do that. If you need me to come in and score, I'll do that. Whatever the team needs. And I think that that same message is echoing across the team. And, and that really stood out to me also. Yeah, I mean, especially when you think about Terrence Ross, like his role the last few years, it's been come off the bench and fire away. You know, be, be a scorer, be a shooter. So that's all you got to do. Now we're basically, he's basically saying, I'm okay with maybe dishing out the ball a little more. Maybe playing a little more defense. Um whatever it takes for the team to win games. And I think that's, again, impressive. If your leaders are saying that, your vets are saying that, it's going to transition all the way down to the young guys or the 15th man on the bench. When they come into the game, they'll know that that's what their role needs to be because that's what their vets are doing. So I think, uh, again, you love hearing things like that from a, a vet like Terrence Ross. Yeah, and now the the man of the hour, right? So Jonathan Isaac, um, in a interview with Rolling Stones, um, there were some comments that, that were made or reported in that um, article that really made a lot of noise. And it was originally reported in that article that, you know, uh, Jonathan Isaac was probably unvaccinated, um, that he didn't feel comfortable taking the vaccine because of um, research that he did, um, researching black history and listening to press conferences from Donald Trump, like a whole bunch of nonsense. Um, and it caused a lot of alarms. Like people were like, man, uh, again, are we really dealing with this? Like, like what, what we already dealt with this before? Like, why? Why? Right. Um, and during the press conference, I thought that Jonathan Isaac did a really, really good job at addressing the reasons why he didn't want to get vaccinated. Um, and he also addressed the fact that he was really badly um, misrepresented in the interview with Rolling Stone, what were what were some of your thoughts from Jonathan Isaac's response? I mean, I was honestly really. I, I don't know. I'm trying to find the right word, but honestly, I'm gonna keep it simple. I was just surprised by the way that he handled it, how well he handled it, because again, this is a young a young guy. Again, his <laughs> beliefs are his beliefs. He um, he sticks to what he believes in, and in this particular scenario, we just saw the article, and we were like, wait. Where's GI coming from? Like, I mean, whether he wants to get vaccinated or not, there were other things that were said in the article that made you think twice about the way that he approached things in that article. And then we find out he was misrepresented. Things that he said were not really accurate. Um, but the, the major things, again, he mentioned uh, on, on Media Day, things like, I never said I was probably unvaccinated. I'm not anti-science or anti-medicine. The biggest one, I've had COVID. So... The reason why he doesn't want to take the vaccine or doesn't really think he needs it is because he had COVID recently. He has the antibody in him. He's still doing his research. 
And you know what? That's his right to do, to make a decision and to approach things the way that he wants to. But like I said, man, he handled it really, really well. Um, I think the best I've seen an NBA player handle it. We, we've seen others out there, Bradley Beal, Andrew Wiggins. There's a lot of them out there and they're just not sounding. I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to get into this topic. They're, too they're much. not even, they're not even responding. They're saying it's, it's personal reasons respected. I mean, that's it. Like don't carry Irving. Carrie yeah. Irving is probably Another. one of the worst ones out there. But again, young man handled himself really, really well. Again, people were destroying him. I mean, we, we made a post on, on HQ on Twitter and IG and man, like reading through the comments, I'm like, what the heck's going on? Like, I didn't want to get into it too much, but I could not understand the hatred or the disconnect. I, but again, I honestly, I don't, I don't think it's, it's hatred. I think that people are just, people are impatient. You know, they, it, it's nobody likes distractions and it can be perceived as a distraction from, from the team. Uh, you, you want Jonathan Isaac on the court playing He's been injured. We we haven't we've been ta- we've been stolen from that. That's right. And we haven't really had the opportunity to see what Jonathan Isaac could really be. Every time that he's on the floor and we, he starts to get going, you know, where this is the second time that we're dealing with a major injury with Jonathan Isaac. Um, and I think that people are just frustrated with with that, with the inability to really have him reliable on the court because of injuries. Um, that's why I think it's it's so important. You know, he he stands for a lot of a lot of positives that people you know may agree or not agree with, and whatever your feelings is on it. You know, it's not our place to comment what what we think about those things. Um, but you know, it, it would be naive to say that a healthy Jonathan Isaac on the team doesn't drastically make our team better. Now, one of the things that I wish we would have seen more of is that they focus so much on the comments that were made about vaccinated and not vaccinated. And mind you, this wasn't just an Orlando magic media day thing. Every single media outlet with an NBA team. That's that was the, that was the topic. Like Mm. everyone talked about it. Um, But I just wish that, you know, Jonathan Isaac got to talk a little bit more about basketball, about the whole reason why we're all even here. That's right. You know, everything was too focused on, uh, why don't you want to get vaccinated? What causes concern? Are you prepared to deal with um, some of the the requirements from the NBA if you don't get vaccinated? Um, and I and I get those concerns. I just wish we would have heard more about the basketball side. He did mention that you know he's he's seen the first round of the playoffs, but he's not happy with that. That he wants more. And I think that again, there's another message that. You know, this is obviously a topic of conversation that all the players have because these guys are talking playoffs. Mm-hmm. Like they're they're talking about it. Whether you think that that's reachable or not reachable, whether you're on the left side of the fence or the right side of the fence, you have to at least admire the fact that they are saying. Now, people could say, well, what are they supposed to say? Of course, they're supposed to say that. But it's one thing saying it. It's another thing meaning and believing it. Mm-hmm. And we heard a lot of meaning and believing I completely agree. And again, uh, to also kind of link it to what Cole Anthony said, uh, to back it up, another young guy in the team saying, they asked him, what are your personal goals? And he basically answered it by saying, I have personal goals, but my main goal is to make the playoffs. If we make the playoffs, then I would have successfully met my personal goals. And again, that response to me shocked me from, from a young guy, second year, sophomore in the NBA. 
approaching things that way. Um, but kicking it back to JI, like you mentioned, yeah, I, I wanted to hear more about his recovery. What has he been working on? He did mention he put him a little more weight. He's been working on his jump shot up quite a bit. Um, so good things you want to hear, right? Because again, between Markel and JI, in my opinion, the jump shot will be probably the biggest uh, area of, of improvement that we want to see because if they can make some more shots and hit threes consistently, it opens up the court for us so much more, especially with the starting lineup. Um, but again, it's exciting. I personally want to move forward that whole discussion with J.I. We won't stop hearing about it, unfortunately, because the NBA did come out yesterday and released um, the restrictions for unvaccinated players. And it's it's hefty, man. It's, it's things like you can have team dinners. You can't fly in the same uh, cabin as your vaccinated teammates. It's it's in the locker room. You got to have like a separate area in the locker room just for you. You cannot be mingling with your teammates. It, it's a lot. And I understand where you guys are coming from by saying, if we can play on the court, high five, do all these things, touch the same ball, what's the difference if we sit next to each other on the locker room? Like, I don't, I don't, I don't comprehend that. So I get where he's coming from. Um, again, I'm I mean, it, listen, it makes, it makes sense. Like, like, re- like I was reading some of the restrictions. I'm just like, like, really? Like we're, we're being that, I don't, I don't want to use the word petty. They're being precautious, right? They're, yeah. they're not doing it just to, well, you're, you're not a vaccinated player. So we're, we're going to make you like the, the sole member on the team that has to go sit in the corner with a dunce cap on. Like, it's not, we know that it's not like that, um, but it, it is. It is a bit extreme, but again, this is coming from a league that literally to save a season to all these teams that were fighting for a playoff spot and and were playoff contenders and throw them in a big ass bubble at at Disney and force them to play basketball and and live in in these hotel rooms and do nothing but basketball for a time period until they were able to finish the season. It's a business and they're going to do everything they can to protect said business. That's right. Now, one thing I did want to clarify for our listeners, I've heard some mixed um, things out there on, on social media. People are thinking that J.I. won't be able to play when we play the Knicks, the Nets at home. Because in New York, you cannot play if you're unvaccinated. But that is for home team players. So right. players like Kerry Irving, players like Andrew Wiggins with Golden State in, in California. Um, so again, for J.I., if he was to travel to San Francisco and play against the Warriors, he will be able to play. Again, back to what you said earlier, doesn't make too much sense to me. If J.I. can, why can't Kyrie? It's, there's some weird restrictions going on. I know now this is going to politics and, and state-level stuff, but yeah. luckily for Magic fans, J.I. will be able to play in those games. So we just hope, again, he stays healthy, number one, the knee recovers, number one, most importantly. Number two, that he stays healthy throughout the whole season, no COVID scares. He's going to go through daily testing and that every single one of them comes back negative. And then we can just talk about basketball. Yeah, it's a good thing we're in Florida. Yes. Anything goes in Florida. All right. So uh, just moving, moving past Jonathan Isaac and and I'm sure that, you know, everything's going to play out right. But moving, moving on to RJ Hampton Uh, again, the topic of, of uh, a lot of the questions that we heard was you guys have a lot of guards. It felt like in media day, there was a lot of outsiders that were asking a lot of questions. Um, But you know, it was asked RJ Hampton, like, you know, what are you going to do? There's there's a bunch of guards. He responded, you know, I'll play the five if I have to. Again, it's echoing. Man, I'll do anything for the team. It's everything about team, team, team. Um, this is the honeymoon stage. This <laughs> is the beginning of the season. This is getting back to having fans um, in the arena. This is a bunch of really young guys on the court playing together. Like RJ Hampton was coming off of 
you know, playing with, you know, MVP of the league and, and, and Murray and a bunch of veterans. Um, and he's being jumped into or thrown into a team that there's a lot of 20 year olds, like a lot. Um, so him growing, you know, that extra two inches, you know, it, it definitely opens up um, his his flexibility of what what positions you can put him in. But again, there, there there's a lot of talk about positionless basketball um, and hearing R.J. Hampton say, I'll, I'll do whatever I have to to get on the court to play and to create impact. Um, it's, it's good things to hear from RJ Hampton, who the last time he was on the court, rookie of the month. That's right. There's a ton of potential there. And again, those, those two inches that he grew, hopefully he gets at least one more here between now and next year, because at six, 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 seven, like you mentioned, now he becomes a shooting guard slash small forward. And, and that's where I think the magic wanted to use him the most starting this season. Um, they asked him, you know, the, the actual question was, how do you feel about playing the small forward position for the for the Magic this season? Because again, they might need you there, and that's when he said, "I'll even play the five if I need to." So, you love to hear that. You love to see the the team approach, and and again, kind of the the lack of respect for positions. They're willing to do whatever it takes and just play basketball, get on the court, and do their best. Um, so again, it's exciting. Now we got to play, see it play out, see how it all comes together for the Magic. Yeah, he also has some really good things to say about Mose. He quoted saying, I think the reason that everybody on the team is ready to go to war for Coach Mose is because he brings that energy every single day. He wants us to be a great team. He's excited. He's pumped up. He's encouraging us. So who wouldn't want to play for a man like that? A lot of people are saying really great things about Coach Mose. Number one thing is that he is energetic. Um, Josh Robbins, he had uh, wrote an article where he was, um, you know, reporting that, you know, Coach Most brought out a really big uh, blue bell to practice to where any time that there was a really, a really big play, a really good stop on the defensive end, that he would ring that bell to let him know like that was that's what we want more of. Um, and I think that that type of energy is one infectious two different. Man, this team didn't do anything like that. When I when I saw the clip of them actually doing it, I was hyped. Like I was hyped. I felt like I was the one that dived on the floor. I felt like I was the one that was, you know, battling in there. Um, and I really so, someone else had said it that they really hope that they incorporate that at the home games. But it's crazy how something so small, so creative can make such a really big difference. And it's refreshing because you know, Coach Moles isn't just telling people what to do he's actually getting on the court he's showing these guys what he wants to see um he's he's getting into the defensive stance like he's moving around and and that's that's a different feel than what people are used to a really really different feel and i think that is being received really great from the young guys and that's exactly what you know from from first glance what the front office was looking for they wanted a player they wanted a coach that was able to relate they wanted someone that can really focus on the the developing and i think that so far they've got that and the key that the key word that we kept hearing uh when we first hired coach Bose was communication that uh, he was a great communicator he connected with players and that was echoed throughout again media day from rj to mo bamba to chuma okiki saying that he's not only making them become better players but also better men outside of the court um that he works with them not only on their game but also getting to know them as people things that jeff altman also said and during the press conference when they introduced Coach Mose. So, again, it's, it's exciting. It's Like you said, it's new. That's a key word. I feel like when we had Clifford, again, he did amazing things for us. 
but he was that old school basketball mentality where it was just, you go to practice, you do your thing, you're, you're conservative. He didn't risk things too much. You played it safe. Coach Bolts is the opposite, man. He's like, on defense, we're going to reach for steals. We're going to go for blocks. We're going to play aggressive. We're going to get on, on, on the offensive guys. We didn't do that last year. Our you offense know, was boring. There was no fast yeah. breaks. That That's different. It's new. And I think this bell is going to energize the players. So think yeah. more like that. So, um, like you said, it's exciting. It's mainly because it's new, but also because of what it's going to do, what's going to, the impact it's going to have on the players. And uh, like you said, I would love to hear on Amboy after a nice block or a nice steal, some sort of bell ringing. Uh, it'll be fun for sure. Yeah, I think Coach Most might be the only coach in the NBA that you might have concerns about. You know, them not being able to coach because they they have an injury. They have to get <laughs> surgery from an injury. You know, hopefully he doesn't go out there and, and twist the knee or something. Yeah, but you'd you love to hear it, though. Again, Mo Bamba talked about that a little bit, yeah. too, saying that he is on the court. He's going at it. And Coach Mo today on his press conference said, I cannot teach these guys anything that I'm not willing to do myself. So Facts. I'm like, man. Like, Facts. again, what NBA coach thinks that way? Coaches sit back, they tell things to the players, and that's it. He's actually going out there and showing them, this is what I mean. But he's ma- he's making the players believe in more. Uh, Cole right. Anthony even said during his um, during his um interview for media day um said that you know the goal for the season is to make the playoffs like these guys are really believing that they're setting that as a goal i know people don't want to hear that you have certain people that already in the beginning of the season they're hoping that we tank for chet like they're they're hoping that that happens i'm not on that fence i'm i'm hoping that this team goes out there and they they bust their ass and, and they scratch out and they they grit as many games out as as they can whether that's 20 whether that's 25 like whatever whatever they're able to get i'm with it because we know that regardless of how pretty or how ugly these wins may or may not be um they're gonna be fun to watch that's that's right and that's what's different about the magic this year so no matter what happens we're gonna have fun watching this team because again there's so much development going on and you want to see how the young guys do Throughout this next uh, six months, we're going to be looking at every single game, no matter the record. All right. So more more about Markel Fultz coming up, about his jump shot, um, and some some interesting information that we received from Jalen Suggs during the the most recent Orlando Magic access, um, all access. But before we do, let's hear a quick, quick, quick word from our sponsors. Week three of football is in the books, and now it's time to review the tape and get ready for week four with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To kick off another action-packed week, DraftKings is giving new customers $150 instantly when they bet $1 on any football game. Listen up, because you don't want to miss this. Head to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and place a bet of $1 on any game this week to receive $150 in free bets instantly. If Sportsbook is not yet available in your state, DraftKings still has huge cash prizes up for grabs all season long with their daily fantasy contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TBPN to receive $150 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any football game. That's promo code TBPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required, one per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. 
All right, welcome back. So training camp, we're here, and we are getting footage. I love when the, the Orlando Magic social media team, they they give us content because that is so important for us. Um, so one of the things that really stood out to me, and, and we've talked about it, is Markel Fultz in an interview had mentioned that he's really worked on his shot, that he's he his shot has improved, that when he shoots, uh, there's no hitch in his shot. And it's kind of like we've heard that before. Like we've heard it before, but there's still a little something funky, right? We we still realize that, yeah, it's it's still there. But the the clips that we've been seeing, Markel Folds has a there there's no there's no hitch. There's none of that. He's he's shooting the ball a little bit higher than where he normally shoots. Um, and it's not it's not like the awkward forward shot. That we that we kind of saw that, and mind you, it it improved from mm-hmm. from the time that he went from Philly, um, where he was dealing with the the hitch in the beginning to Orlando, and he made some adjustments. His shot improved. He was hitting mid range shots like crazy. He was so confident in shooting threes from behind the arc, but the way that he's shooting now, the shot looks like a normal shot. It looks like a pretty shot, um, and that's that's if you're. If you're watching this, like that's gotta excite you because if we can get Washington Markel Fultz, huh. it's gonna be some problems. Like, uh, remind you, this is number one pick in the NBA draft, Markel Fultz. Like, there's you don't go number one for no reason. Like, this dude is not Anthony Bennett. Like, that's not we didn't we didn't trade for Anthony Bennett. Like, Markel Fultz is a problem because he was so good already without the shooting. Like he was able to do so much on the floor, like the way that this dude is able to to weave in and out of traffic, the way that he drives, his passing abilities, how he's able to get into the lane. Like this dude did a lot of really really good things. If he can now incorporate the shot, and the way that the shot looks now is giving fans the confidence that this is going to be a little different from Markel. Like we we may have finally cleared away from the the hitch that people were so concerned about and i mean that that's something that i think if you go back and listen to our episode or after the injury of course devastating news nobody was was happy about what took place that day but me always thinking positive and what's what can come good out of this that's what i said like man this kid's gonna have now eight nine ten eleven whatever it may be months to just work on his knee of course but also his shoulder and his shooting, like legitimately, just stand near the basket and work on that form. Get 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 that get that repetition going and, and get it to a point where you're comfortable again. And it seems like that's what happened. Now we've seen some grainy videos. We've seen people literally pause the video to show the form, and like you mentioned, it looks solid on jump shots. Now Phil hooked us up today from from Orlando Magic Daily. He actually. Sh- took a video of him shooting free throws today. And that's kind of what got us really excited today because there you see the form. And like you mentioned, there's no hitch. There's no forward motion. It actually, he kind of goes back on the, on the shot and then a nice follow through. We haven't seen that form actually in the NBA. We haven't seen that with Philly, with the magic so far. Um, so that's really, really exciting, man. If he can some way, somehow come back out of this and just become a better shooter, mid range and three pointer. My goodness. Yeah, just make sure that we're patient. Markel Fultz will not be ready um, for the season opener, as well as Jonathan Isaac. 
Um, even Chumo Kiki is being limited during training camp preseason due to a, to a bruised hip. Um, don't let that discourage you from from everything that's going on through training camp. Like if you're watching these clips, these people are high energy. Everyone's going 120 miles an hour. Like Mo Bamba, like there was a couple of clips that I saw of Mo, and I'm like, whoa. Yep. This is this is the this is the same Mo. Like we're we're talking about low motor Mobamba that that didn't have the energy that didn't want to that what what we perceived as someone that you know didn't show that didn't care or he was bored like Mobamba is like really looking like he's going to be solid like even in the interviews we saw that he kind of bulked up even more it was mm-hmm. a different bulk like it wasn't that covid bulk where it was heavy you know he mentioned that he does he worked a lot on his conditioning this offseason and it really really shows so that's that's another thing to really be excited about yeah i'm not sure if you if you heard today's uh interview with coach mostly but he did say that they asked him what exactly did you mean what what mobamba meant when they asked him that he's been working with you one on one working his his motor his iq and he basically said one thing that i want mobamba to do is to be a vocal leader on the court to lead this team on defense, to be vocal, to be heard. Um, and like you said, on that clip they showed, Mo Bamba was literally screaming uh, on the defensive end and, and being loud. And that's something you want to see. This guy, again, trained with Kevin Garnett a few years ago. We heard about that. We got all excited. Well, Kevin Garnett, that's what he did on the court. He was a leader. He was a vocal leader on the court. You could hear him in the stands yelling at his teammates. So if Mo Bamba could so, some way, somehow incorporate that into his game, at least on the defensive end, again, man, it's it's just good things that can the only good things can come out of that. So let's hope that translates into the court and we'll get a glimpse of it next week. Yeah, everything out of training camp is as we said, you know, a high energy level, nothing but positivity, team chemistry, ringing the bell for winning for winning plays, coaches getting on the court to work directly with the players. You know, the the coaches are really being extremely hands-on. Um, and from what it sounds like. Man, that what what a great way to start like the era of Coach Mosley. Like it's it's I'll be honest with you, I was a little concerned in the beginning. Um and, and it was just me, you know, thinking, you know, Coach Clifford. I, I was I know people were against Coach Clifford, but I was a fan of Coach Clifford. Um, but I'm really excited to see what Coach Mosley is able to do. Now, on the second episode of the Magic All Access, um we saw a clip of Jalen Suggs. Um, and, and, uh, Franz Wagner having a conversation and Franz Wagner asked Jalen Suggs, you know, what were the teams? This is when they first got drafted, um, asked him, you know, what, what were the teams that, you know, you had worked out for Jalen Suggs responded, I only worked out for one. It was the Raptors. Huh. You Matt, can you imagine that you, he only worked out with one team. That's it. He didn't work out with the magic. He didn't work out with, with nobody. Except the Toronto Raptors, what are, what are your what are your thoughts on that? Do you do you feel like th- he must have been confident that yo I got this I'm I'm going to Toronto I'm moving to another country like it's it's a wrap, and then when it didn't happen, like dude you only worked out with one team. It, it's funny because you can take that one of two ways. So he only worked out for the for the Raptors, right? But we knew the top three was pretty much. Locked. Like we knew Jalen Sucks wasn't going to go to Cleveland because they already have enough guards that can play and they can play at the NBA level. Houston, we knew they fell in love with Jalen Green, unfortunately. And we, we wanted him in Orlando. And then Cade was Cade. He was going to go number one no matter what. So with him knowing, hey, 
the only team that really is out there, the rumors are, I'm going to go to Toronto. That's where I'm slotted at in every single mug draft. I'm going to work out for them. I'm gonna, I'm, I have to, right? I'm going to work out with them. I'm, I'm going to show them what I got. But we talked about this before. Do you think there is any, any, any sort of, uh, uh, how, do, how do I say this? Did he take that workout on purpose? Nah, he's a professional, bro. He he wouldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know. I I think about I think about me. Like what 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 I would have done. Obviously, I'm I'm nowhere near as good as a player as as Jalen Suggs. Uh, I'm not even going to begin to tell you that. You know, it's listen. I personally, if I was him, if I was in his shoes, and not because I'm biased and I'm a Magic fan, um. But if I'm him, man, I'm not. I'm not trying to move out to Toronto. Nah, that's the that's the me. thing. But Toronto's not that bad. Like it's a city that I've I've never been to, but I definitely want to visit. Not saying anything about Toronto, but it's it's Toronto, and there's there's Orlando. It reminds me. It reminds me of that documentary, that Vince Carter documentary that they had on Netflix, um, with how you know Vince Carter really changed the dynamic of the Toronto Raptors, how players really didn't want to go to Toronto. It was completely different country um you didn't have the same channels for tv the food was a little bit different currency is different like there's there's just it's a different world out there um and for a 20 year old kid who knows but i don't think i professional yeah there's no way that he tanked it i don't think so either but then again i don't know if i believe the raptors the, the reports that came out that he was so bad that that yeah, is I, why they i didn't think draft him. i think that was more of a uh I don't. I don't want to say marketing, but it was kind of they're, they're trying to save their ass a little bit. True. You know, there there was such a, a reaction, and it's still mind boggling how like everyone was like, "Oh my god, wow, you drafted Scotty Barnes? No, we wanted Jalen Suggs, and now everyone's like, Scotty Barnes is who we wanted the whole time. Yeah, woo! Like it's like they really it's have that that mindset. Um, but I I hope I hope like. It, that, that's the thing, like little things like that. And, and they talk about the greatest players of Michael Jordan's that found any reason to like be upset. And that's how he got motivated. Kobe Bryant mm-hmm. did similar things, um, stuff like that. I don't care who you are. Like Jalen Suggs was supposed to be that fourth pick and he fell. He was not supposed to fall. He At fell all. to the fifth. At all. There, they, let's, let's be honest. There's a reason why he didn't work out with anyone else because he was not expecting to go to the fifth spot he was expecting to go number four that's right like i said i know my only, my I know only the top three is i'm going for my only thing is just again playing the other side of things is do you know hey me and rj hampton are best buddies your mother's our best friends i wouldn't mind playing in orlando i'm, I'm sure bro. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure that in his mind he's like yo how dope would it be if i got to land in orlando with rj Dude, like, because we we saw the clip uh, how how hyped RJ was? We we were there at the draft party where we saw how hyped RJ was, and in the clip that we saw that he was having a conversation with um with John Hammond, where he was saying, "Man, our moms are best friends." Yeah, like for real. Like you you can tell that they were they were excited. Like they That's Facetime right. immediately after. They they were actually talking, I guess, before the draft too, and then after the draft, of course. Yeah, he was drafted by the Magic. Then even more, but I don't know. A part of me thinks, hey, there may be something there, but also his jersey number. Number four, which he's never worn before in his career. That nah, mean, that's not, that can't be, can't be correlated. I will tell you what, though, man. Toronto against the Magic, whether it's in Orlando or in Toronto, is going to be fun as hell to watch because uh, there's some meaning behind it. I know we we thought 
Scotty Barnes was a magic player. We, we thought that 100%. So it's going to be fun to, to watch that game. I know Scotty, by all means, I, I, by what I've heard, he would have wanted to play in Orlando. He was comfortable with the idea. He went to college in Florida. So it, it's a nice little rivalry there between Markel, um, Jalen Suggs and Scotty Barnes. Um, and each game's going to mean something to those players for sure. Yeah, Toronto's going to definitely be one of those games that we circle on our calendar because, and I've said this before, that we're we're going to match. We're going to keep an eye. We're going to compare Scotty Barnes with Jalen Suggs for the next 10 years. That's and we're right. just going to. We're going to because we almost had Scotty Barnes. Is it going to be one of those things where we look back and we say, damn, that's another time that we were just one draft pick away or is it going to be like, damn, we lucked out and Jalen Suggs, I can't believe they allowed Jalen Suggs to fall to us. Um, so it's going to be fun to find out. It's going to be fun to compare them and their, just, how their career goes. Before we move forward, just so you know, their first game is October 29th. I, I think you know there's something that, that we're doing that day on, on a personal level. So we may have to have our phones under the table. We have to sneak out, but it'll be a fun game to watch. <laughs> we'll, we'll find a way for sure. <laughs> yeah, we, we definitely got to figure that out. <laughs> all right man so the the week ahead monday the orlando magic are playing against boston for the first preseason game and then wednesday at new orleans um preseason is here basketball and orlando magic basketball is here this new era of orlando magic basketball there's so many different things to be excited about from the coaching staff to the rookies to the the players that we're developing to the cohesiveness of this new team this this chemistry that's being built um, and we're we're really excited to jump again into our, our third season where we we get a chance to, to cover this. And, and we do appreciate everyone that listens um, and grateful for everyone that tunes in every week. Um, on that note, Al, final thoughts. Final thoughts is, uh, like I said last week, man, it's hard to believe it's already here at preseason. But scores don't matter. Don't be looking at wins and losses. It's all nope. about how the players fitting in, how the, how's the offense looking, how's the defense looking. My biggest thing for this week coming up is stay healthy again play hard show show us some glimpses of what they're working on in training camp but again be safe out there too because at the end of the day this is just warm-ups at the end of the day it's just to get you ready for the actual things that matter which starts october 20th so all about health for me and all about just show me progress in this preseason maybe struggle the first game but as we go forward get better and better yeah and i'm going to be really looking forward to seeing who and what the starting lineup will be um, during the first preseason game, will we focus on vets? Will we focus on the young guys? Who's winning the battle between Mo Bamba and Wendell Carter? Um, I could, it, from from my perspective, what I would like to see um, is you know whoever really busted their ass in training camp should get the starting nod. Um, and the position that I'm really looking at is going to be that center position. Who's going to get that nod? So that's, that's something right. to definitely uh, be keeping an eye out for. You All know right. what I wouldn't mind. Quickly here, I wouldn't mind seeing a game where Wendell Carter starts. The next game, Mobamba starts, and just kind of see what that looks Compare like. And contrast. I'm, yeah. I'm open to it. It's all about trying things out. This is the time to do it. I'm open to it. Positionless basketball. Just start both of them. Now let me stop. All right. On that <laughs> note, I appreciate you guys for listening. I appreciate you guys for watching in the YouTube world. That's a wrap, man. We'll see y'all next week. Thank you for listening to the Ozone Podcast. The voice of magic fans. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Ozone Pod. And remember to subscribe and leave a five star review on all your favorite podcast listening platforms. <laughs>